2014 is right around the corner, and we've got a preview for you. You're in the right place, folks, because this is where the money is. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Copenheffer. This is David Hansen, and we've got a special show for you today. Uh, I'll give you a little secret here. We're not actually in the office. We pre-taped this show, but this is a very important show, David. This is the I'm 20- in the office. You're, I'm here. I'm celebrating are? Christmas. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got a little your little Charlie Brown Christmas yeah, exactly. tree with little. What, what's what's an ornament on it? What's one of your little mini work Christmas tree ornaments? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett's head. Well, not his actual head. <laughs> That's really creepy. It's a, it's a fake ceramic head. <laughs> That's the star on top of my re- re- real uh, actual anyway. size. <laughs> anyway, now that David's got his creepiness out, uh, 2014 preview. David, we're we're just as this is airing, we're just a, a few days away from 2014 now. Uh, looking ahead to next year, let's start with this. What do you think will be the biggest headline of 2014? In our, in our, let's say in our industry. Does it have to be exactly just one headline out there? I kind of got a couple. I, I, I know, I know. You're always trying to finagle things, do it your way, so go ahead. Going with Bank of America finally wrapping up almost all of its litigation. <laughs> I feel so, like that's the headline I, this year. Okay, well, no, it's still, there's still a lot outstanding. So okay. uh, this is what kind of Bank of America's got through in terms of what they've settled, what they've been found guilty on. Uh, they've settled reps and warranties on loans they sold to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. That's kind of been checked off the box. Settled over the Merrill Lynch acquisition, settled with MBNA, or MBIA, um, found guilty on civil fraud, the countrywide unit there. Still pending is the $8.5 billion settlement with private investors. In 2014, we should see the either approval of that or judge saying, you guys need to go back to the drawing board, and it could mean more money for Bank of America. Right now, it seems like most people think it's going to get improved, but anything could happen. I don't know. I'm not going to make the prediction. And then the big one. Oh, that was the big one. This this presidential task force that we saw J.P. Morgan get hit with in that big lump of different things that, the, that ultimately added up to the $13 billion. Record, $13 Bank of America still may be on that hit list, if you want to call it. J.P. Morgan is really the first one uh, to get wrangled in by the government. So Bank of America will most likely see some sort of settlement, litigation, what have you, with that. I'm saying by the end of 2014, most of this, I would think, is wrapped up. Kind of will mark the new era of Bank of America. That's behind them. Crisis era stuff is gone. Now they move towards being an actual operating company and focusing on the business. So I think that's the biggest headline. An actual operating company. That's high, that's high praise from you. As a Bank of America shareholder, I appreciate those comments. My, one of my key headlines for next year, Fed approves major bank dividend increases. Bank, the, the big banks, they have to go through the stress testing process every year now following the financial crisis. <clears throat> They're getting ready to submit their 2014 capital planning to the Federal Reserve in March. We'll hear the results of that. And it's at that point that the Fed either says, we're going to let you do what you want to do with your money, what you're planning to do with your money, or no, 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 not so fast. Uh, so this, this ranges from the, the biggest banks. Obviously, you're just talking about Bank of America. They're up there. JP Morgan's up there. Uh, Wells, Wells Fargo's up there. But it's the, some of the smaller banks, at least we, we call them the smaller banks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, BB&T is on that list. Uh, U.S. Bank Corp is on that list. So they have to submit their capital plans to the Fed, and the Fed can approve uh, or deny those plans. And what we've seen, I, I mean, Wells Fargo and, and U.S. Bank Corp, they, they're paying reasonable dividends right now. But, but a lot of the banks have been 
haven't really been raising their dividends. They've been building up these gigantic capital hoards on their balance sheets since the financial crisis. And I think it's time. I think it's time that, uh, that some capital starts going back to shareholders. I think some of that will be done through uh, dividends. I think if these stocks don't start to move back up and the valuations stay where they are, I think uh, some being deployed through share buybacks also makes sense as well. We saw that from Bank of America last year, and I thought that that was a good move. We're going to get to our reckless predictions later, but do you think Bank of America will ask for a dividend? And should they ask for an increased dividend, I, I should say, from their one or their one cent right now? Will they and should they? Uh, should they, in theory, maybe not. Uh, again, unless the valuation for Bank of America stock moves up, the money may be better spent putting it into share buybacks. Uh, will they? I think that's probably more likely. All right. I've, got, I've actually got another quick headline that, that I think we could see in, in 2014, and that's Buffett backs off stocks. This is... This maybe verges on the bold and reckless predictions that, that we have set for later. But I think in 2014, as we continue to see the market move up, there's a little bit of prediction there too. Warren Buffett, who continues to be bullish on stocks, will maybe temper what he's saying about investing in, in stocks through 2014. Um, and that will be a big headline. That'll be, everybody will jump on that. I can guarantee you we'll talk about it if he talks about it. Yeah, and if he doesn't, we'll talk about the fact that he doesn't, too. All right, moving on. 2014, companies to watch. So what are are the companies that you're watching in particular? What are companies that you think um, are going to be moving more than others in 2014? Moving? Not sure. But you did give me a great segue with Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway. I think it's possible, too, that they back away stocks. That's possible. The question is... Is there another big acquisition on, on the horizon? Heinz was in 2013. I know it seems like forever ago that the, mm. when that acquisition took place because it was at the beginning of 2013. But I think they'll continue to look for these kind of big, boring, capital-intensive businesses because that's what makes sense for Berkshire now. They're not going to buy huge – they're not going to buy high-flying growth companies. They never have done that. They're going to buy these highly regulated, predictable cash-generating businesses. So the question is – What's the next one? We don't know. We like to guess. But I think that probably will be a headline. Their cash pile is getting so big, they have to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if he doesn't think stocks are totally in a, a nice place to buy in terms of valuation, will he look and try to make a sweetheart deal out there? And my question for you is, if stocks get more expensive, if he doesn't find companies that he really gets excited about, will Berkshire ever pay a dividend. I know he talks about this in in his shareholder letters, and he says, hey, it doesn't make sense for us to do that. We can reinvest this at a higher rate than than you probably can, saying kind of politely there. Do you ever see them paying a dividend? Do they get to a point where they're so big it just makes sense to? Wait, you kind of hid that. You say he could invest it better than I could? That's cold. That's real cold. <laughs> do you think? That, do you think they will? No, look, uh, I, I Berkshire Hathaway is the largest single stock in my personal portfolio, and the reason is is, is for exactly that reason: Buffett's capital allocation ability. Um, while I fancy myself a pretty decent investor, I think he can do it better than me. So if he's giving me back money, that's not the ideal scenario for me. So what I'd rather see Berkshire do. Hang on to the capital because when something happens in the market and something inevitably happens in the market, doesn't matter what it is, Berkshire's sitting on that cash pile to be able to deploy it. So we look back to 2008, 2009, Berkshire had a ton of cash and it was able to get these phenomenal deals 
on uh, on preferred preferred stakes and even buying entire companies. It was right in that uh, time frame that Berkshire bought the entirety of uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe. So. Rather than All right. Well, yeah. Well, that's my company to watch. Either way, I think it'll be very interesting whether they make a big acquisition, cash pile continues to get bigger, or something like a crisis does happen, and then we can see them make those sweetheart deals. So I think they're one to watch, as always. Companies to watch for me, it's got it's got to be the mortgage rates. In in a lot of the other sectors, there will be there will be movement, there will be changes, but I think of the the groups and the subsegments of the financial sector that we commonly cover. There's a lot of question marks going into 2014 for the mortgage REITs. Uh, with the, the Fed and its taper, you know, it's, it's, we've questioned how big of a deal the taper is for, for the rest of the financial sector and for the, the economy really as a whole, uh, what the impact of that's going to be. But when you're a company that's investing specifically in agency mortgage-backed securities, and so I'm looking specifically at Annaly Capital and American Capital Agency, which are the two largest mortgage REITs and focused on agency mortgage-backed securities, that's a big deal. So what the Fed is doing and what interest rates are doing in 2014, I think these are going to be, continue to be some volatile stocks. And I'll just point out as well, two harbors, I'm going to be watching within that group because I think they have a differentiated strategy that sets them apart as the best of the mortgage REITs. Yeah, you mentioned they're going to be volatile. I think it's just going to be a question of how impatient are investors going to be. If dividends continue to get cut and trend lower, are people just going to say, oh, I've had it with these stocks. Dividends are never going to come back. Because I think when we look at the business model, when investing in agency mortgage-backed securities, they're not necessarily worried about default. I don't, unless there was kind of a shock in their funding, I don't think these companies are going away. So it's a question of how impatient are investors going to get in terms of that dividend. And I don't know, but I think they still will be around in the future. So I don't think there's a risk of the business going away. It's just interesting to see what are investors going to do? What's the reaction going to be? Okay. Uh, tw- again, moving into 2014, we've got, some, we've got a lot of CEOs out there. That some have been, well, let's say slapped around a little bit in 2013. What CEO do you think has the most to prove? in 2014. This is a guy that you have come to like, and you like the way he's guiding his company, and that's Michael Corbett. I like a lot of people. I'm a nice guy. You're a nice guy. Michael Corbett of Citigroup. Stocks had a great run. Some people might be saying, what does he have to prove? The stock's been doing great. What's the the deal? And it's done great because he's cleaned up a mess, and I think that's that's admirable. He did a good job at City Holdings, has done a fine job. It appears cleaning up the mess, but now the question is, can he kind of change the culture of Citigroup, make it into a disciplined lender, moving into markets that make sense, giving dividends when dividends need to be given to shareholders rather than doing stupid things? Citigroup had a, had a history of doing some stupid things with capital. And just, to me, the culture of Citigroup, where does it move? And a couple of weeks ago on the show, we talked about Glassdoor naming us the number one midsize company. So Glassdoor, it's a, it's a great service. You can say, kind of find what's the culture of the company maybe not the definitive source of culture, but of the top eight biggest banks, Michael Corbett has the lowest CEO approval rating of his employees at 67%. So maybe not a reason to sell Citigroup, but maybe a reason that, that says this, the Citigroup employees haven't fully bought into the culture that he's brought. So I think he has something to prove. I'm going to go with a, this is a layup. Jamie Dimon, <clears throat> 20, 2014, or 2013, was, it was a rough year for, mm-hmm. for Mr. Dimon. And moving into 2014, one of the reasons that I own J.P. Morgan, one of the reasons that, that I've been a 
let's say, a proponent of J.P. Morgan and its business is because it has a good business. The, these are these are um, globally some of the best businesses. The Chase Bank, the Chase Credit Cards, the J.P. Morgan Investment Banking franchise. These are great businesses, and, and the the wealth management, the 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 fact that the company serves the ultra high net worth con, uh, consumer uh, really better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. These are great businesses. I think Jamie Dimon is a fine leader, um, and he's had a had a rough 2013. Not that some of it wasn't well-deserved, but I think going into 2014, he feels like he has something to prove, and he does have something to prove. So I'm going to be watching him. I'm going to be watching J.P. Morgan, and I'm optimistic about what we're going to see. What, what's kind of the, the gauge to determine whether he had a good year? Is it just the fact that if he stays out of the news in a negative light, what's your bar for him to say, that was a, sex, a successful 2014 for Jamie Dimon? I, I, think, I think perception is going to be a lot of it. Uh, because the perception of him and the perception of J.P. Morgan is so low right now, it's going to be uh, a lot of it's going to be a PR campaign and getting people to believe. And 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 I'm not I'm, I'm hoping that it's not just a PR campaign, but getting to be pe- people to believe through positive action that J.P. Morgan is making the changes and has had made the changes uh, that that will mean that the things that happened in the past are not going to happen again in the future. All right. And let's finish off right now with our 2014, we alluded to this already, bold and reckless predictions. Uh, David, what is your bold and or reckless prediction? Do you care to give a bold and reckless prediction of my bold and reckless prediction? Let's see. Is it going to be about Bank of America? No, come on. Reckless predictions. Bitcoin. Oh, God. My reckless prediction for 2014 is that Bitcoin hits 3,000 US dollars per Bitcoin. As of right now, I think it's around $1,000 per Bitcoin, so that would be up to 3,000. I think that's pretty reckless. I think that's reckless. I think that's very bold, but I think it's possible. And who know, nobody really knows how to value Bitcoin. I think Bank of America came out with their valuation. They valued it at $1,300 per Bitcoin. How do you even do that? I think this guy's manager probably just said, hey, we've had clients asking about Bitcoin. We need you to conjure up some value of this Bitcoin. So I, like, I, don't, I like that. I like conjure. Yeah, it's conjured a conjured, it's a conjured uh, term out there or, or figure that Bank of America gave. But it's possible... We talk about Bitcoin on the show. It's in the news, but I think a lot of people still don't understand what it is, how you use it. If people continue to get educated on this and people continue to accept it, I can see kind of the the Bitcoin hype continuing. It's a reckless prediction. I don't know if it's going to come true, but it could. Are you buying Bitcoin? I'm not buying Bitcoin. Sorry. Got to believe your own. So I've I've got a bold and a reckless prediction. My bold prediction is that the unemployment rate dips below 6.5%. The reason that that is a key level is that's what the Fed is uh, is focusing on. <clears throat> that's the level that the Fed has said that it will start at least thinking about. It softened its language a little bit lately, but thinking about starting to move interest rates back up. And earlier in this show, I was talking about the mortgage REITs, about Annaly Capital and, and American Capital Agency in particular, that focus on uh, agency mortgage-backed securities. This would be a big deal for them because as we close in on that 6.5 level and we, there's the threat, and we'll call it a threat, of the Fed starting to, to increase interest rates, this is another thing that's going to move that sector as people get concerned what's going to happen to those balance sheets if interest rates start to go back up. My reckless prediction is that Congress 
U.S. Congress collaborates and works together, and we have a 2014 where there's harmony in U.S. government. I don't think it gets more reckless. This is 2014 fantasy. This is reckless (laughs) prediction. I don't know. I don't think it gets more reckless than that. I don't think it does. Fantastical is more like it. So, uh, So that is my bold prediction and my reckless prediction. Should be a good year. Well, that's all we got. Uh, our email address, if you want to comment or ask us questions, it's WTMI at fool.com. We're also on Twitter. That's at TMF Financials. That's on Twitter. I'm Matt Kopenheffer. This is David Hansen. Have a great 2014. People on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear.